This episode was recorded prior to the COVID-19 lockdown and university-wide closure, but don't worry, these nutritional tips and hacks will still suit your new working from home routine. So join us and let's talk eating good on that tight student budget of ours. Welcome to PeerPod, where you are the peer and we are the pod. Here at the PeerPod studios, we've extracted the sweet, sweet juice from our freshly squeezed student experience, and we have bottled it for a reasonable price, free and fresh for the download. We are dripping with knowledge, and we really can't wait to share with you our words of motivation, experience, and of course, our stories. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't realize we were recording. Sorry, guys, just having a snack. Hello, and welcome back to the PeerPod podcast, the podcast where you are the peers and we here are your pod. We are coming at you from our ThinkSpace studio. I'm your host, Life Coach Layla, and today we are joined by two accredited practicing dietitians. We have Annika, who recently just submitted her PhD on nutrition and social media, and we are also joined by Alyssa, our very own in-house nutritionalist. Welcome, Annika and Alyssa. Hi, Layla. So here at PeerPod, we are advocating for all-round healthy students, so healthy mind and of course healthy body. So that brings us to today's episode which is all about food. So guys, how important is eating the right types of food for studying in uni? Is it going to impact our studies? Will I fail if I don't eat right? Uh, you won't necessarily fail Layla but oh, <laughs> I, it's definitely important to um, consider you know the foods that you're eating particularly you know for the days that you're attending uni like during your studies and also you know during your exam. And why is that? Why do I have to care about what I eat when I want to do well here? Well I, I guess there's a few things to think about. So if you ever think of a time where you're hungry and you're trying to study Usually, you're thinking so much about food that you can't really oh, focus yeah. on work. Tricks to the fridge, <laughs> yeah, or to you know fish a cart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's not just because it boosts your focus and alertness, but because you are you're going to be thinking about food the whole time, and you're not going to be able it, to focus. Yeah, we've all been distracted by that. <laughs> yeah, is linked to mood. So if you again ever thought about the time where you're excessively hungry, you're pretty angry. Yeah, yeah angry, angry. <laughs> Guilty of that, not just me. Yeah. So imagine trying to study when you're hungry. Like that's not. Yeah. Or do anything, absolutely yeah. anything yeah. else in life. Okay. Yeah. And again, obviously in lectures as well. Um, if you're listening to your lectures and you haven't had breakfast and you got to your 9 a.m. class, then it's pretty rough. Brain. I'm no diet nutritionalist or anything, <laughs> I'm, but brain needs glucose to focus yeah. to yeah, function. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We favorite, do need sugar. We need to fuel our brain with the right foods. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm all about it. So it's all going well to want to try to eat right, but I think what stops a lot of students is being on a tight budget. We sort of have this idea that good food, food that's good for us is going to be on the pricier side. So what are your tips for the student on a budget? Some food that we can get that's nutritious, but also means that we won't have to dip into our rent money to be able to afford. <laughs> yeah. Um, like you said, Leila, it can be sometimes a perceived barrier to eating healthy. And I guess the way to go about it is, um, in my opinion, is planning looking out for specials. Um, In terms of planning, I think you can rely on some stable ingredients that are cheap. And, you know, the more planning ahead that you do, the less likely that you're going to go um, somewhere on campus and try buy food or snack. Which adds up. Yeah, which adds up for sure. Or, you know, 
going for something that isn't necessarily healthy because that's what's available. Say for breakfast, one of my absolute favorite, um, I guess, ideas is overnight oats. So oats are like one of the cheapest foods ever and they're so Mm -hmm. underrated. They're actually very, very healthy. You can basically just put some oats with a little bit of milk and your favorite toppings and leave it overnight in the fridge. And then in the morning, you actually have your breakfast ready. So you have no excuse, you know, not to have breakfast. By changing the toppings, you're not necessarily having the same thing. You've got the overnight oats ready to go. And then Mm -hmm. you've got what? Your berries, nuts, berries, nuts, chia seeds, whatever. um, Vanilla, Vanilla, extract, cinnamon. Cinnamon is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah, cinnamon. Peanut butter on toast, one of my favorites as well. Oh, yes. Me too. Straight out of the Toast Tuesdays. (laughs) And every day, really. Yes. And with peanut butter, I know people are going to say, oh, nut butter is expensive, which they can be, especially if you're opting out for the more healthier option, which is the, you know, just plain 100% peanuts rather than the ones that have the added sugar, oil, or salt. Um, into them. My tip is go to Aldi. They <laughs> Aldi has 100% peanuts. Um, this is non-sponsored. Not sp- non-sponsored. Way, I was like, going to say hashtag non-sponsored. <laughs> and you can stock up. You can buy two jars when it's on sale for the price of one. I like that. What about you, Annika? What do you think? Any breakfast ideas? Yeah, definitely. I think you mentioned overnight oats and I'm a big fan of that, especially in winter. But in summer, I tend to have um, more of the smoothies, you know, something cold in the summer. And yeah, overnight oats, I really enjoy. Mm. Um, And I think I probably go with similar toppings to yours. And smoothies, I quite like in summer. And I think it's a good way to use up like any sort of, you know, leftover fruit or fruit that's about to go off or fruit that you've, you know, got in the freezer. So just, you know, a good way to have that. And it's it's ready to go. Ready to go. What I love about smoothies is that I can take it with me. So I can just be, get myself ready, have the smoothie on the bench ready to go. Although I have forgotten it sometimes and left without (laughs) it. But, you know, have that on the train or on the wage. And you can always add some sort of fat or carb, like you can add your oats into the smoothie so avocado yeah. has anyone avocado. ever done that yeah, yeah. avocado's yeah. a good option too. Yeah. yeah just so to make it a little bit Thickens more filling up, creamy Annika what do you think of yogurt and muesli as a breakfast option uh, I think they can be great but as you know you know with muesli we really have to be careful with you know the, the brands that we're buying some of them tend to be quite sugary so they yeah. have quite a lot of added sugar um, and some of them have way too much dried fruit than we would recommend so it's worth you know reading your labels or just even making your own but that, I think that sometimes can take effort the <laughs> other breakfast option that I think it's really good especially if you're having toast would be you know having eggs I know it's sometimes people don't you know find it quite time consuming to cook and things like that but yeah, there's also you know you can get things like egg cooker like I've got one that can do like boiled eggs and you just pop them in or you can even boil your eggs early and then store them in the fridge so they're a great That's source a of protein idea. and yeah. they'll fill you up thinking about the hard-boiled eggs you can add them to your lunch to sandwiches. your dinner to sandwiches they can be a really really nutritious high protein option so if you're having a salad like you said even like a stir fry whatever it is and you don't know you don't have meat you don't want to cook meat just to make the mornings easier because mm. I think that's probably where a lot of people skip breakfast is just because they're so rushed trying to get themselves out the door and on a train or wherever they don't want to spend heaps of time mm. I think people sometimes feel like if it's simple then it's not healthy or it's not worth it but it's quite the opposite like you can throw together something that's just whole foods together some simple things yeah Yeah. and you don't like it's great if you want to do you know a big breakfast or something like that but there's absolutely nothing wrong with 
you know, having um, eggs on toast with a little bit of like some sliced tomato on top. I know a lot of people just, their breakfast is essentially just coffee. Coffee Coffee is not a breakfast. (laughs) Pair that with something else. What do you guys suggest for lunch? If you're coming to uni, you'd want something quick and easy. And sometimes, you know, the uni doesn't have the ability to heat up your food. So Mm -hmm. I guess sandwiches are a good option, um, I guess, if we're thinking lunch. But obviously, you know, there's so, so much other things, you know, rather than cooking, you know, actual dishes, which can be, you know, sometimes more time consuming. You could just, you know, do something like, you know, boil some eggs, um, have some canned fish ready, tuna or salmon, those sorts of things. Yeah, salad salad bags. You mean, Annika, is that you don't have to, meal prep rice chicken and rice chicken broccoli all day for like five days who wants to eat the same thing five days a week not me and it's not realistic and we don't really want that because you want variety you want to be having different types of foods so what I like to do is I like to prep ingredients rather than whole Whole meals meals. like Annika said having some canned tuna on hand having some canned chickpeas Um, you know they just had their new thing in the supermarket where you can get chickpeas with olive oil oil yeah with like some seasoning especially for like vegan vegetarian friends you can also prep some veggies so things like roast veggies or even your salad bags so their salad bags are a little bit more expensive but they're really really convenient the same rice brown rice if you want to get they have it in like a fancy brand and nicole's brand it's the same thing it's just brown rice so you might as well just get the go on the cheap with uh, that on the cheaper variety Mm -hmm. yeah buy a bunch of those keep them in the cupboard get your salad bags prep your veggies i like where this is going canned stuff's gonna last a long time in your pantry as well so just have that on hand it's all about what can you have that where you can just throw together pretty much like you don't have to cook a meal for lunch Mm. or for dinner what can I mix and match? What can I put together that will make a healthy meal, satisfying uh, and keep me kind of, you know, not get ha- hungry or hangry um, very soon after. A lot of those things that you're prepping can also go in a sandwich, so it doesn't have to be brown rice. And the other thing we um, wanted to mention about lunch and dinner or any sort of main meal would be to sort of aiming for, you know, lots of veggies. So having like, you know, we say eat the rainbow, so having mm-hmm. lots of colours on your plate. So you typically want to fill half of your plate with veggies um, and then like a quarter, you know, like a quarter would be your protein. So we mentioned some proteins and the other quarter would be your carbs. So um, it's obviously a little bit hard to do this if you're having like a mixed meal like a you know like a pasta where you've got you know all your ingredients mixed in on a stir fry but Mm. this is something to keep in mind when you're sort of putting in those ingredients for cooking yeah no one ever worries about having too much veggies right Mm. yeah so go for your life and have as many as you can the more the better and you can season them with all different kinds of things like really easily i love adding paprika salt and pepper you can mm. do that with a little bit of olive oil oregano is oregano yeah, yeah, like oregano. Veggies, yeah mixed herbs yeah yes. serena i think the tuna brand does now like pre-prepared meals which are like kind of like a salad i guess they have one that's like brown rice quinoa tuna peri peri tuna and uh, kale i think and it's like for four dollars not on sale that can be something that you can keep in your pantry it's also you don't even have to put it in the fridge grab and go better than Mm. buying like you're going to spend at least ten dollars for a lunch at uni look for veggies look for whole grains Mm -hmm. there's one called super nature they're pretty good with veggies it's just in general i think the portion size is a little bit smaller 
usually they're quite balanced. Uh, the only thing I would be would look out for in frozen meals is how much salt or sodium they okay. have because they can have uh, quite a bit. Particularly but, those Asian meals, I think, tend to be quite yeah you know, from the soy sauce, sodium, yeah, yeah. Supernature are not bad option, and most of them are plant based. I sometimes have a problem with the portion size that they say, like, oh, this serves four people, and you open it up, and you're like, <laughs> very small, and you know, people that have already <laughs> eaten before they bought this, yeah. But foods as well, are getting frozen veggies and frozen fruit. So, a lot of them are just snap frozen. It's called snap frozen, like the frozen straight away after. Mm they're harvested so actually some of them can be more nutritious than things that you can pick up on the shelf because you know they've been frozen the whole time and they haven't lost nutritional content some of the cut up uh, fruit and things like that they're usually imperfect for going on the shelf so they end up frozen and you know if they're cheaper and they're gonna last in your freezer then why not buy yeah, them absolutely. and i think you're gonna waste less as well than just constantly using fresh all the time i think frozen like keep a bag in the fridge use what you need put it back in the freezer yeah, it's going to last a lot mm, longer. Definitely. definitely. Say if you're buying a loaf of bread, you have to buy that whole loaf, but that can last you, you know, a week if you're living alone. Mm. So, mm. you know, things like that, I think people don't realise that, you know, so if you're buying a block of cheese, that's, you know, say, you know, it might be like $5, mm. but, you know, it's going to last you, you know, a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I think initially, yes, the, uh, you know, the cost is might, you know, seems a bit more. So you might just be, you know, be buying groceries worth mm. of $50 or exactly. even $100 but that's going to last you a good week or even two weeks. Yeah exactly this is the thing I think people are scared of going to the supermarket and spending 50 or $60 but the reality is you are probably spending that on like you're spending at least $15 a day on like a $10 lunch yeah, exactly. plus a coffee that's like $15 and you know if you do that three times in a day that's pretty much your groceries for the week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. so, so people see groceries those supermarkets are big in investment that they think you know it's it's so much to buy you know mm. whereas they're yeah, spending so much that money. much you know little amounts you know every day like if you're eating out it's easily ten dollars like yeah that's mm. if you don't get like a drink with it like a soft drink or something like that which Quickly is adds up. yeah one thing i actually wanted to talk about which i don't think a lot of people know about is the staple bag initiative there's actually one in camperdown along Pimon bridge road basically what the staple bag initiative is for people on a budget including students they have like three different bag options so it's you bring a bag I think you get a bag when you go there for the first time. It's kind of like a grocery okay, bag cool. and you pay like $10 for the week or $15 if I'm not wrong. And then you fill the bag with all the staple things that you need for the week. So you can fill it with things like your milk, um, some canned foods, bread, I think some veggies and things like that. There's also a vegetarian option. They do bulk mm. staples and basically pass on like a good discount to... Mm. Yeah. You can actually sign up to get a box of, I think it's different sizes as well. I know I did it a while ago. I haven't done it for a while. Sign up, you get like a box of organic veggies and they mix it up. They get different ones. It's usually whatever's in season. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's locally sourced as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's also a great way to get some veggies in, but mix it up as well. So then those are your veggies for the week and you can get creative rather than, you know, think up things and wander around the supermarket. You've got your box ready to go and just get creative with that as well. Mm. If you're into the cooking. Other than yeah. that, frozen bags, as we discussed, you know the drill. <laughs> Soups, guys, you know, we're not about the soup, but love a good soup. Soups with uh, beans or chickpeas or things mm -hmm. like that are my Pumpkin favorite. soups, yeah. lentil Pumpkin, soup. Yeah, so good. Lentil and potato, actually. That's a really good one. Mm. Um, you know what you can do in terms of convenience? You can buy from the supermarket kind of like a soup mix. 
that's a kind of like a cheat way of doing it because it's like you literally just chuck it in with some water. Super filling, good protein from all the beans and chickpeas. Yeah. Very cheap. You can make like a ton of soup and just freeze it. You don't have to have it all in one go. I always freeze my soup and then whenever I don't have lunch, I just get a container out of the freezer. So we think as well, we want to be budget conscious, but we also, I know a lot of people just, we don't want to waste food. Yeah. First world country that wastes so much food and we just, yeah, not about it. Mm-hmm. So not about how do we how do we help yeah so i think it goes well with the idea of budgeting as well because when you're wasting food you're wasting money as well you're wasting Mm. money you're wasting resources i think storing things correctly Mm -hmm. um, is like a big thing because it means they're going to last longer you're not going to end up chucking them out but then also making sure that you're not buying things that you're not going to use. So don't go to the supermarket when you're hungry because you're going to buy so much food and you're going to be very ambitious that, oh my God, I'm going to cook. I'm going to, you know, cook every night this week. And like just being realistic with yourself as well. Like if you're, if exams are coming up or a big assignment is coming up, you're not going to be cooking every night. And that's okay. So we talked about meals. What about just some healthy study snacks that we can have on the go or just by our desk while we're, you know, cramming? So we've mentioned eggs before. So eggs are a great snack, and especially if you're having them with something else and on the side, like, you know, maybe some veggie sticks or something like Mm -hmm. that. Things like, you know, having a bit of milk or yogurts. We know that a lot of people don't usually tend to have milk on its own. Perhaps having yogurt and some fruits. So what else? Things like popcorn. Yeah. Popcorn's really great. Yes, I really like popcorn. It's a good whole grain snack. Just Always don't. just had it at the cinemas and then I discovered it was just like, I can take this outside. <laughs> yeah. Popcorn's great. Just watching out, you know, try to have the light butter one. So there's a light option. Yeah. Or mm. I guess the other thing, which is my favorite snack is fruit. My friend used to bring like a little container of blueberries or something like that. Mm, and have that as like definitely. a little snack. She also used to bring like cut up carrots and celery and a little tub of like hummus. For fruits and veggies, we just want to, you know, people to encourage to eat rainbow. So lots of different colours. So, you know, they can get different nutrients in. Mm. Yeah. You're going to go out sometimes with you and friends. So when we're eating out, what are some things that we can look out for that we're going to still be eating well? I would say veggies because, you know, mm. as we said earlier with the plate model, we, we want to be aiming for about half, you know, half filling half of your plate with vegetables. So um, sometimes, you know, I find that when I'm eating out, if you get like a chicken option or a seafood option, there's not much veggies in there. So I, I sometimes just get vegetarian just so I know there'll be some vegetables in there. So definitely veggies. Portion size is another thing that I think is, is really important because when eating out a lot of the time, you end up like overeating you don't want to waste it you paid for it you don't feel like you can take it home you're socializing and sometimes you forget to check with your stomach or like how you're feeling with your gut like oh am i full am i not you tend to add the extra so people tend to have like a burger plus chips plus soft drink or something like that forgetting that actually you can just have the burger like you know if you don't want to be having the fries you could potentially ask for a swap and then you know there's a chance the waiter might say no you know they'll be like sorry Mm -hmm. we just can't swap it for you for the same price then you could just say you know in that case can i not have the fries and then you know in that way you're not actually wasting it on your plate Mm -hmm. it's just not coming to you. Thai. Love my Thai. Newtown. What's your favorite 
time for Thai. I tend to like the Thai places that are less oily, a lot more like yes. definitely like laden with fresh veggies and stuff like mm. that. Those are the places I like to go for. Yeah, I don't tend exactly to go for like the noodle type things in Thai food either. Like it's usually the steamed rice and then something like a really edgy stir fry. I usually ask for extra cashews and get that as well. Mm. Just as like a protein protein yeah beef it up. but i do know like that those things are high in thai can be depending on what you order good eat out once a week option or whatever mm-hmm. even less than that but as long as you're having good amount of veggies in there a little bit of protein limiting then, the fried stuff I guess. yeah well. exactly they tend to be high in like the carb content because you're having either rice which I guess isn't too bad if you're having just a portioned, you know, rice. But with the noodles, say if you're getting like a pad thai with chicken, if it doesn't have any veggies, it's just lots of carbs and then oil, like you said, and then the meat. But if you order, like Annika does, the veggie and tofu one, anything that doesn't have like the coconut cream, the soups or the curries that have the coconut cream. Like I love curries and I make them at home. I use the light, really ends up being quite fatty. So Mm. by fatty, I mean high in fat, not necessarily oily. Yeah, so just keeping that in mind when you order Thai and obviously like fried spring rolls and things like that. Vietnamese is quite healthy though. They're really nice in summer as well, like super fresh. I guess with Chinese or Korean, what would you suggest, Annika? I think dumplings, I personally like myself. Um, and with dumplings... Steamed things. Yeah, so we mm. want to go for the steamed ones. And also um, sometimes, you know, well, if you ask, like there's a dumplings that will have more vegetarian dumplings. So that's my go-to. What about sushi? I find a lot of uni students either go for sushi or Italian. Yeah, like, I do true. find they're the two things that people <laughs> like. Let's either go for like pizza or let's go for sushi. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of like sushi trains and a lot of pizza places around here. I actually think we're pretty lucky where we are because we do have a lot of like really nutritious options. Like there's yeah. it's good pizza or it's good sushi. Yeah. What do you guys actually think about supplements? Because I know there's this big you know the chemist warehouse sale whatever oh, happening, yes. and then <laughs> there's all different types of vitamins and. I think some people can really go overboard and crazy with it. What do you guys think about supplementing? Good question, Layla. I think supplements are, you know, a very hot topic and something we always get asked as dietitians. But we, as part of our profession as dietitians, you know, always, you know, sort of promote the whole foods approach. So we think that, you know, supplements may be necessary for certain people, but it's always sort of good to try the through getting it through your, you know, whole foods first. So if you feel that something might be missing in your diet, go see a doctor or even go chat to an accredited practicing dietitian. Like a lot of people, when they switch to a vegan diet, you know, they'll need supplements. So for those things, um, you know, you would obviously need to be on it. So definitely go check with a health professional. It's really, really confusing when you walk into the chemist warehouse and they have all these labels on things. Again, the reason why we promote getting those nutrients from food is that with food, you can't go wrong. So you can't have too much. So Mm. something that people... Something that people don't actually consider is that supplements can give you too much in one dose. That's because your body doesn't absorb all of that in one go. So your body is better at absorbing it from food. And mm-hmm. also you can actually overdo it with the supplements, especially if you don't need it and you're just bumping yourself with iron tablets because you think <laughs> you think you're, you might be iron deficient. So definitely don't pick up any supplements unless you've spoken to a health professional about it. Mm-hmm. And had tests done. I found mm-hmm. I was low in energy, other symptoms. I was like, okay, had a blood test, found out low in iron, low in vitamin D. Mm. was able to supplement but actually I think food mostly I was able to 
Look, sometimes it's hard to get it from food if, if you've been deficient for a while mm-hmm. and, and it's starting to give you symptoms. Sometimes it can be good to speak to your GP and if they recommend, you know, an iron supplement for a certain period of time, then that's mm-hmm. what you have to do. But after that, being mindful that, okay, I'm not doing very well on that, you know, not having enough iron rich foods. So what can I do to get better at it? It's hard for women as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of us tend to be iron deficient. And I think you really got to listen to your body as well. Like there's going to be foods that work really well for you and taking note of that, I think is really something. Just be in tune with yourself as well. Yeah, no, and for sure. Yep. Recognize any symptoms if you're feeling low on energy. So to wrap up today's episode, what would be your top nutritional tip? Maybe something you think students should be aware of but aren't? I think we've mentioned this a few times in the episode. Just eat your veggies. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I am hungry now. I'm so hungry. <laughs> oh, me too. It's lunchtime. <laughs> At least I know what to snack on now, right? So... <laughs> Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We will see you in the next one. Don't forget also for this episode, you can ask, post some questions to our nutritional and they can help you with any questions that you may have as well. Thank you for joining us, guys. See you next Thanks, time. Layla. Thank you for having us, Layla. <laughs> Thank you. Subscribe to PeerPod on either iTunes, Spotify or SoundCloud so we can keep in touch and you can keep up to date with the newest episodes. If there is any topic you would like us to tackle, you can write us at peerpod.pla at sydney.edu.au. Remember, you can find your peer learning advisors in their red T-shirts at Thinkspace, The Quarter, Dentistry, Bosch Commons, Camden Commons and Westmead. PeerPod is recorded and produced by the library's peer learning advisors in the Thinkspace One Button Recording Studio on Gadigal Land. 